Welcome to Boxside Chats, a podcast for the community by the community of Occoquan Bay Performance. Boxside Chats will discuss all things CrossFit, weightlifting, powerlifting, fitness, health, nutrition, and interview members of our community to share your personal stories, inspiration, and goals. Now, here are your hosts. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 24 of Boxside Chats, the OBP Gym podcast, where we meet athletes, talk about our programming, and give you the who, what, when, where, and why of what we do here and how we get results for our athletes. Today, I wanted to hop on the podcast, had some questions from athletes in the community about our accessory work and why we program it. They had been members at other CrossFit gyms or other group fitness facilities, and they had never seen um, accessory work like we use in the program. And they were just wondering why we did it and what the kind of the thought behind it was. So I wanted to go deep a little bit, hopefully not too long on the why behind we do accessory work and give you some examples of why we do it. Um, so you can better understand when you see our accessory work on a daily basis and then our power building. And then when you see us in class and we focus on that either Tuesday, Thursday during our dynamic effort days for upper or lower body, you understand the why behind what we're doing. So just a better understanding and I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. So obviously with any strength and lifting, program, there's a ton of focus on the main lift. So when you think about a main lift, if we're talking power lifting, we're thinking back squat, deadlift, bench press, weightlifting, we have clean and jerk and snatch. You can also throw in, you know, your jerks, your presses and CrossFit and that type of stuff. And there's a ton, ton of focus on that. That's really that meaty meat, meat, meat portion of the protein, that real focus. Um, but there's not really much focus on the accessory work and a lot of programs are really missing that especially in the functional fitness world if you go to a gym nine times out of ten you'll probably see a main lift and a conditioning or metabolic conditioning workout and there's no real focus on the accessory or working on weakness it's just the same day in day out let's hit five by five back squat and then we're going into a 15 minute amrap bam get out the gym hopefully you don't tear a shoulder while you're here and we'll continue to get get your membership bills Well, we saw that when we were making our program and we wanted to make something different and a more robust, healthy strength and conditioning format. So that's where we are. That's why we are where we are. Um, So early on, as all of you have seen and myself included, when you start doing these main lifts, you get a ton, a ton of progress in the main lift. So if I've never back squatted before, obviously I'm going to have a ton of progress in my back squat those first months, maybe even the first years, because I'm developing that skill and I'm developing those main muscle groups. So my quads, uh, for instance, if I'm doing a high bar back squat, I'm going to add a lot of strength to those. So I'm going to see these ridiculous gains, if you will, in my progress. But over time, over time, a couple things happen. Um, Seeing those big jumps is going to get much harder. So when we encourage athletes on our max out days, Mondays and Fridays, respectively, you know, we say, hey, let's let's focus on getting a five pound PR. We have two and a half pound plates. That's all we should be looking for. We're not looking to make a 40 pound PR like it was in your first week, your first month, your first year of the program. We're looking for longevity and to make small progress over a long period of time to get you where you want to go. So it's going to get harder to make those big jumps. And then two, your body's going to develop 
imbalances or weaknesses in supportive or accessory muscle groups that you're naturally not gifted in. So for instance, um, I myself on a deadlift, I have long levers. So um, always tight hamstrings, maybe even a, a hamstring weakness. So a lot of times I'm super bent over in the deadlift and I'm using a lot of erectors to pull that bar up, which leads to a ton of back pain and other issues. And I can really only go so far not using my hamstring. So I have a natural hamstring weakness um, in that lift. Another example may be in the lockout of the jerk. I can clean the bar really well. I'm a weightlifter. I go to jerk and I cannot seem to lock out that barbell. Well, the issue could be triceps. You're lacking tricep strength. So we need to strengthen those triceps so that you can lock out that movement. If we don't address those weaknesses and issues, you're going to develop an extreme imbalance. And that's where injury occurs. And if you look at crossfitters at an elite level or even people who have been doing crossfit for a decent amount of time they typically have very large front delts because we work in the front rack position a ton and really big backs because we do a decent amount of pulling whether that be deadlift cleaning uh, power cleaning pull-ups all that stuff we do a ton of pulling but no real pushing in that sagittal plane and when you think sagittal plane think the bench press we're pushing out in front of us Never really do we do that. We push a ton in the frontal plane, which works front delts, but we never really push in the sagittal plane. And a lot of times we don't pull in the sagittal plane either. So we have a lot of upper back and lats, but no real mid back. What that does, now that we have those weaknesses, those imbalances, when we get inside of a high intensity workout or we get inside of a high intensity main lift, i.e. a maximal effort, our body is going to try to shift that weight around, shift our position around to make the lift or maintain the intensity. And if it doesn't shift correctly, it's going to put that weight or that level of intensity in some piece of the body that's not prepared. And that's where we get injuries. So we want to try to figure out a way to prevent imbalance, to strengthen those auxiliary accessory assistance muscles, whatever you want to call them, so that everything's pulling in the right direction, we can maintain a healthy body position, and we can prevent injury. And those are the real reasons we started doing accessory work. So how do we do that with accessory work? So during accessory work, low intensity, we're in a very controlled environment. We typically have plenty of time. There's no clock ticking. There's no pushing for maximal load. Yes, we do like to go heavy, but if you miss the lift, I'm going for four sets of eight inclined uh, dumbbell bench press. Uh, if I get seven reps, it's not the end of the day. It's fine. Um, and we can drop the dumbbells so there's no injury there. So what we're able to do under a controlled setting with low intensity, we're able to isolate um, those main and supportive muscle groups to assist in your main lift. For instance, again, let's talk about that jerk. I have a lockout weakness. I'm unable to lock out my jerk overhead. So we identify um, you may have a tricep weakness. So what do we do? Let's address those, those triceps. We may do some dumbbell rollback extensions. We may do a close grip bench press. We may do some skull crushers, whatever it may be to isolate Tr your triceps to build strength, muscle stamina, and grow those muscles. So the next time you go back to that jerk, we've now added strength to those and you're able to, with the, your ability in the, in the actual lift, now we can lock out that movement because we've added strength. We can't just keep jerking, 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 
to try to improve that process. We need to break down, identify a muscle weakness, build that muscle group, then go back to that high skill movement with more strength, more capability, and let's knock out that lift. Another one may be a lot of early squatters. They're not getting to full depth because they are scared to get out of the bottom. Once we get to the bottom, we're able to lengthen those hamstrings and glutes. We can't get out of the bottom because we're mostly quad dominant, which your quads are doing a lot of the work once you get above parallel or on your descent before you get there. So we have a hamstring weakness. So what can we do? We can do some glute ham raises. We can do a lot of form of deadlifts, stiff leg deadlifts, that kind of stuff to isolate hamstrings, some hip extensions to work that violent hip extension out of the squat. Um, To strengthen hamstrings, so now we go back to squatting. Months down the road after we've isolated muscle groups, we've added mass and strength and speed from those muscle fibers. Now we're able to pop out of the bottom of that back squat and add weight to our lift. I think that should make sense to you. Um, We're able to add volume, volume, volume during accessory movements. If you ever think about how much your CNS, your central nervous system gets blown up by doing a heavy maximal effort, i.e. a back squat, a deadlift. It's super stressful on the body because you're using multi-joint movements, tons of muscle groups to do that lift. And we can't just sit there and back squat heavy all day. You're just going to be beaten and broken down. But what we can do is use accessory work, add a ton of volume, whether it be step-ups, glute ham raises, um, some pistol work, some uh, unilateral Bulgarian split squats to isolate those muscle groups, add a ton of volume again in that low-stress environment to add muscle, to add strength without really tearing up the body so bad. So that's another benefit of doing the accessory work. So we've really talked about um, why we do them. So fix or prevent imbalances or weakness, and then add tons of strength to those muscle groups that are going to assist you in your main lifts. So we do that after we do our main lifts. We go to accessory work. We may do uh, one a day, whether that be like a strict pull-up, or that may be multiple a day. We do some glute ham raises, some Bulgarian split squats, and some step-ups you know, four rounds, 10 reps each to isolate hamstrings, glutes, um, spinal erectors, whatever it may be to get us to where we want to be back to our main lifts or back into our conditioning workout. The stronger you are, the more stable you are, the faster you can do wall balls, the quicker you can do burpees, whatever it may be. All this accessory work compounds over time. We're investing in ourselves, compounding interest to get us to be the athlete we want to be. So once again, that's kind of the why behind we behind why we do accessory work, why everyone who's doing any sort of fitness routine with some main goals of being stronger to looking better, to feeling better, to preventing injury should have accessory work in their program. If you need any help with that or figuring out how you can add more accessory work, if you're not in our gym, please reach out, let us know. Uh, Nick at obpgym.com and we'll get you hooked up. I appreciate you guys listening. That's episode 24. If you got any questions, let us know. Thanks so much for listening to Boxside Chats, a podcast for the community by the community of Occoquan Bay Performance. We'll catch you next time.